0: Bears beats Battlestar Galactica.
1: No! You really adopted the dark? I was born in it.
2: Sounds like somebody's got a case of the moon news.
3: Bazinga.
0: Hello and welcome to Mount Geekmore, your weekly podcast where people, your best friends, sit around and talk, debate about uh, top four of a certain subject, a Mount Rushmore, if you will. I am for today, your host, Andrew abone You may know me from the show. Neary is busy, so I'm going to be filling in for him today. And we are going to be doing the Mount Rushmore of TV Friendships. And so I've pieced together some people to do the episode with us today. Um, Everybody's done it before, but we'll go around the horn here and introduce everybody.
3: We've got uh, Mike Markadal. What's up? We should do a top four of uh, made up reasons (laughs) why Neri can't be here today. (laughs) I like it. I'll do it. Yeah.
0: Um, Returning for the first time in about a year, we've got Alex Lang.
1: What's up, y'all?
0: And we've got Missy. Hi. And like I said, we're going to be doing the Mount Rushmore of TV friendships today. If you are new to the show, if you are watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, what we like to do is we go around the horn. Uh, We count down from four to one. Everybody gives their picks. If you are listening to the audio version, please don't forget that you can watch us live as we record. We're Mondays, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. And we uh, go out live on Facebook and YouTube at MT Geek More. But as we get to it, we're doing TV friendships. Mike, how did you pick make your list tonight, man?
3: Well, uh, mm-hmm. we you know, we were doing pre-roll and we were showing, uh, talking about our mountains. And one of the things we all kind of realized was that this was an unexpectedly... Tough mountain for different reasons, mine was I went with gut, like my first gut, like two TV friends, right? Like when you think about the one, you have to think about the other kind of thing. And then I realized, oh, I like a lot of ensemble shows, but I didn't want to include that because it's more of like a group setting thing. I don't want to give specific examples in case someone, someone <laughs> has that on their list. But then I realized there's a ton of this. like this is such a like ubiquitous like uh, any buddy show any any buddies on tv fit into this and then it was like there's too many to choose from so i just went with my pure gut and uh a couple of like last minute like oh shit i forgot about you know like (laughs) so i went with pure pure gut knee jerk whatever the hell is the first the ones that come to my mind as being like the most excluding ensemble shows the the friendship like the pair is the show Cool.
0: All right, Alex. What'd you do to make your list, man?
1: Um, I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest. Like I said before, uh, I had three right off the top that I just knew. I mean, and there, these are some of my favorite shows, so that may be showing more so than others. I may have been, you know, played a little favoritism towards the show more so rather than mm-hmm. the duo or that friendships per se, but. Uh, I'm, I'm really solid on this list. It, it definitely uh, has been something that I've uh, been thinking about uh, all day. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I hope that one of mine is all right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there when we, uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
0: All right, Missy.
2: So I also went from zero to 100 with this mountain because. Um, I really couldn't get to it until about an hour ago and I started like Googling and I went from how am I going to do this to, oh, shit, I have to cut this down from 16 to four. I tried my best to stick with duos. Um, there is one exception and I also try to steer away from um, obvious shows that you would think I would talk about and trying to I push myself a little uh, bit uh, <laughs> out of the box a little um, to walk
0: away from the from the CW for a minute.
2: I actually did have to work <laughs> the CW because the friendships I was going to talk about were from the WB area, not an era, not the, <laughs> not the CW. But um, so I pushed myself a little bit out of my comfort zone. I went with my gut, and um, these are all friendships that. As I'm looking at them, like there is a version of this in my real life, which I actually feel like very nice about. So this was a great a therapeutic
0: exercise, actually. Well, there you go. I uh, I, I was pretty much the same way when, uh, when Missy and I dis- decided on this topic yesterday. I was like, oh, well. I can think of like one right off the top of my head and we'll go from there. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it was this deluge of them to kind of narrow it down. I got rid of uh, familial relationships um, right. and I got rid of anything that came across more so as um, like a mentor protege style relationship. There was one that almost made my list, but that's how I ended up cutting it. Like uh, I didn't I did not I did I did something where it was it was mutual, like they both were on kind of even footing. Uh, with where they stood and how they got along in in their friendship, and mm. I went from there. That's so
3: interesting point, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so like I said and I'll get to it in honorable mention but there there was one that I was really hyped to have on there and then as I was narrowing it down that like I said that mentor protege thing ended up being why why I got rid of that
3: one so um, this is one of those where like the how it's like sometimes you think okay a vague topic like or sometimes we'll have like a super specific topic on the show like the best you know uh, restaurants featured in a TV show that's not a you know like super specific <laughs> and it's almost easy when it's too broad like this, you have too many choices and you become like like you're constantly second guessing which of your like you, it's weird. W- the ones that are more difficult to choose. Yeah. To, well, you
0: know? and w- one thing that I ran into was uh, like Alex brought up the idea of um, showing favoritism towards the shows. There are certain ones that I know to be iconic but they're not shows that are meaningful to me or that I've even right. watched that much. Like there, there's, yeah. there's a lot that are, you know, the first ones that are going to spring to some people's minds, but those aren't shows that I watch. Those aren't the, so they weren't ones that I necessarily talked about. And yeah, as I would find these lists, I'd be like, yeah, it's good, but I don't really know that much yeah. about them.
3: It's all about the gut, man. It's yeah. all about, it's all mm-hmm. about like the, the, which, which one of these hurt the most, <laughs> uh, not hurt the hit the, hit the hardest. Like when you thought of it, that was my goal. Like, like uh when i'm when when i made the choice i feel like that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of this is like it's like you got your mountain i got my mountain kind of thing yeah yeah all right we'll make it work all right well we're going to be going sans sound effects today
0: is uh niri is the keeper of the the numbers sound effects so i'm just
3: gonna can we do can we on the count of three (laughs) alex you don't have to you can join join in do your best impression of what the sound would have been where it's like oh, gosh. all, all right. right three two one no number idea. Four, wow. four number four whatever <laughs>
2: Numero cuatro.
3: yeah all right four. so Mike what's your number four uh I'm gonna go with Leslie nope and and Perkins from hey. parks and Recreation I love how uh positive their friendship is no one tabled it uh
1: it's also my number
3: four. Oh, there we go oh, great. oh okay great
1: I, yeah uh, that was my sketchy one i didn't i was like is this too low but <laughs> no i like it right there go ahead mike
3: no it's we'll take turns talking about what a lovely friendship Di- what a lovely dynamic these people have i i love that these like the thing about friendships on on shows it's hard it's there's sometimes they show like more often than not, you'll see these like people on the show that they've been friends since they were children, but seeing adults become friends is also like an interesting thing that I notice about that. Like if the more I think about this pairing up because they meet in the first episode when like Anne's when Andy falls in the pit and that's it, the show is off and running. And that is the, not only the source of the, the, the start the source of the story for the the, the initial story for the show is yeah. is her and perkins and leslie nope uniting together to do a thing and then it also show and then as the time goes on you know whatever that they show how just how like unabashedly good leslie nope is like she's just like a whirlwind of positivity and then and Yes. And Ann Perkins is kind of like the average Joe watching the show going, This is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But you just, you know what I mean? Like, when she, and then she, all of the fun names that she comes up with, like, like hyping your friend up when it's it, like, That's
2: necessary uh, in life. I will,
1: I will do this right now. It is, yeah, go, Alex. Tropical sunfish, uh, opalescent tree shark, yes. Sunflower, and uh, my personal favorite rainbow-infused space unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. They're the perfect nicknames for something. I mean, those are perfect friendship nicknames. The perfect nickname comes from just immediacy. You know it. It's, it just comes out so fluid, and that happens all throughout the series with Leslie and Ann, and that's, that was one of my key points, too. Um, as I, like, I, like Mike said, it's the first episode where they meet and their friendship continues throughout the entire series. It's not, you know, eventually Anne and Chris move away. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Parks and Rec in the past <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they move, she moves away. But even in the last episode when they're all getting back together, uh, you know, everybody's in the one uh, original room in the uh, Parks and Rec department. And she's so, Leslie is so happy to see everybody. And then Anne walks out of Ron's room and she's like, "Auntie, here. Everybody get out the fucking way. Yeah, yeah. It, you know. So
3: I mean, it's 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 perfect. I I totally agree. And they and and also like they also like one of the things that's interesting about the uh, I, I love part I love the show Parks and Rec. I really I like the everyone Joe everyone talks about how the first season even the the people who make the show that say the first season was bad and it was supposed to be like the Mark Brandanowitz show and then everyone was like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs>
2: I really <laughs> and, don't understand why everybody hates him.
3: I don't, he's kind of a tool? He's kind yeah, of a tool. He's, he's a kind was. of a douche. No. I, the, the thing is, is that I'm I believe... am with
2: tons of tools, so what?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yes. I mean, maybe we make this show with one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we yeah,
2: he's my we have to
3: find the tool within ourselves. No, but <laughs> I, I, I think I think that it just didn't fit with the show where everyone was being truly committed to this these weird characters and then he was the guy that's like oh what are they check out these weirdos you know at a a time when i think that there was like a snarky and ironic collapse in comedy where it was like people people don't want to see people shit on things anymore especially in that show like one of the reasons the office was so popular was because my like even the gym character was supposed to be that like oh you believe this shit at a certain point, Jim becomes just as earnestly involved in doing all of the stuff in the show. Like, no, there's none of that tongue in cheek. Like, like Parks and Rec, like Ron Swanson is Ron Swanson throughout the whole fucking show. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Tom is Tom throughout the whole fucking show. They reveal more about themselves, but they don't fundamentally change their characters. Yeah. So after the first season, you see this show become genuinely expressive of these finding, like finding stories within the characters that were like, not necessarily jokes or whatever, but each each story element was about how unique these characters were within themselves and like the friendships that come out of there because you can see that each one had a relationship that was unique with each other person. Of course, the Leslie and uh, Ann Perkins one was like the most obvious, like Valentine's Day. Valentine's <laughs> Day is a shit that people do now because yeah. Leslie mm-hmm. Nope want, is a good friend. Yes. That's that literally is
0: actually. Very Alex and I cool. worked
3: the door at a bar, and would just see them come in
0: in droves on Valentine's Day. All most of them were like with penis lollipops and shit
3: like that. Yeah, Not, yep. haven't been to that Valentine's <laughs> Day. Fuck <laughs> This is my number one. This is my number one. Every, time, every choice is going to be like me. Like, no, this is number one. I love these people. All right. So, yeah. That's a uh, good sure. good choice, Alex.
1: I
0: like, I'm going great start, guys. All right, Missy, what do you got for number four?
2: So my number four um, is Carol and Daryl from The Walking Dead.
0: Oh, Ooh. I didn't even and think about that one, and that is a good choice.
2: So here's what, here's why this is an unusual pick for me. I Uh, I think I'm one of the last people that was watching the show. I did drop it, but I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up because it's finishing the season. I have problems. But I'll say this much about this show because this is why he's laughing is because we were talking about this previously that I told Neri, made, I made a list. This is... Uh, <laughs> Alex, you're here. You have to just dive deep into this. I have a <laughs> list of all the shows that I've quit for one reason or another, and I made the list with the intention of, like, it's a to-do list. I'm going to go back and finish it. And I'm talking okay. to Neri about it, and he's like, why the fuck would you force yourself <laughs> to watch a show that you don't want to watch anymore? And that's true for every single show on the list except for The Walking Dead. More on that later.
0: I've still got so- a whole last season of Big Bang Theory to watch. And at this point, I'm just in so deep that I, I just, I'm just, I'm just so. <laughs> yes. So,
2: so that's why I stuck around for 12 years with the Big Bang Theory. Cause I was like, <laughs> I'm that same thing for how I met your mother, but Carol and Daryl. So this is a friendship forged in the most honest of circumstances. And I know that sounds weird, but I really do. For, I don't know if it's the pandemonium or just my brain has turned a corner but I just feel like the apocalypse would be the most (laughs) honest place to forge a friendship because that's it. You burned it all down. So there's nothing but uh, uh, honesty left on the table. And um, these two characters start are such polar opposites are coming from such different, um, especially in the first season, they could not be further apart from each other in terms of um, storyline or friendship or anything. And um, so well spoiler alert but Sophia going missing is really what really brings Daryl to like turns the table it turned the table for me at least from going from kind of like I'm on the fence about this guy like is he an asshole is he not and then the whole Sophia story arc really tipped it um to the positive side and that really was a bonding moment for them which I thought was really great and sweet and this friendship is proof because there's the Internet wants to ship them as a couple and they have been for years. But I stand firm on don't do it because this is this friendship is proof that platonic love is real and it's mm. like healing and. And it's possible because it is completely possible um, in my experience. So, um, yeah, I just I love these guys. I know that, you know, I know the story starts off set very Rick centered, um, but I think really ultimately the the show is the heart of this show becomes um, Daryl and and um, and Carol so that's that's my number
0: four. Well and the, the tipping point that you're talking about when, when you started to care I mean that was really what that was what pushed everybody into that moment of realizing that Daryl was what was driving the show like that was when the if Daryl dies we riot like movement started like yeah. every time like a season would be coming to an end and you're just sitting around like ah who are they going to kill this time and Daryl always seemed like cannon fodder for a death because he's not in the books so everybody was always just waiting around for him to meet yeah. his end and yeah. but that moment is when yeah like everybody just became entranced in, in with Daryl
2: and I think that um, the whole I think it's season four when they're in um, Terminus and um, uh, Carol saves the day and yeah. that moment where it's all said and done well that's one of my favorite episodes of the whole series um, and sh- you know she comes around the corner and when Daryl sees her <laughs> if you don't have a reaction to that <laughs> Well, you got to what- talk to somebody <laughs> because that was like, oh, like the joy, the pure like relief. And there's when you have a friendship like that in your life, that's just very like healing in that sense. Um, there's nothing like it. And I love these guys. And for somebody that's heavy, like I, pre- I prefer sitcoms like across the board for me to want to rank a drama um friendship in here is a pretty big deal because that's not my bread and butter my bread and butter is sitcoms um
3: yeah i completely like i don't know what it says about me that all of like i didn't even think of any dramas all of my friendships are people who are funny at each other. I, you know what I mean? Like, I and don't. Did you see immediate. yourself
0: in it? I, is 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 kind of how I felt with that? Like, I saw, I saw a personal relation. Like, that was what stuck out to me the most because that's how me and my friends interact.
3: Well, but it's true. But you, you like, if you think about how many hardships I've gotten through because of like the my friends. I like my best friends you know like I've and like like I've each of them as you know all of my friends have had some role at a time when not everything is good you know what I mean like where uh, you weren't expected to joke around I, I yeah I just, I just it's just interesting that that pick like kind of added a whole new wrinkle of like oh shit I didn't even consider <laughs> like um, a whole genre of television well
2: because I think that it's hard in drama shows. To find a really uh, um, because drama so the drama shows are so much about um the the bigger plot right the bigger yeah. challenge the the enemy ahead I think of shows like Grays and Scandal and <laughs> I'm a big Shonda Rhimes fan um <laughs> all of these shows they're they have they're impeccably written but the, it's not about the friendship sitcoms are typically centered around are relationship centered yeah. so it's kind of harder right. yeah but what. Sense what builds you know i think because the walking dead is is a show that's you know uh starts out at the end of the world you know um there's a lot more room there for relationships and that's why some so many of the twists and and deaths and stuff like that were so gut-wrenching for those of the the, the stuck for around for eight seasons (laughs) Mm. because you're completely vested and i'm somebody that Ironically, like I, 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 get very vested in my fictional characters, so I suffer with them. So, to see all that suffering, misery in that show, and come back to Carol and Daryl all the time is just. Ugh,
0: just so. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna drop a bomb real quick. I've never watched The Walking Dead. Mm. Oh, it's good for a never while. It. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so I just I grew up in a house where my mom just like didn't approve of that stuff. Like I wasn't no Harry Potter, no Shrek for the longest. Oh, time. oh
3: like, one of those, yeah.
1: So when I got older, you know, and it, by that point, the zombies weren't really my thing anyway, so I just never watched it. Still
3: haven't. Mm-hmm. There's a whole there's a whole, like, uh socio philosophical concept about, like, if the world is doing good, you get a lot of um vampire shows. If the world mm-hmm. is doing bad, you get a lot of zombie shows. So right after, so, like, when, when things are not going, like, because people identify or, mm-hmm. or or the reverse. I can't remember if it uh, it might be the reverse, but the point of it is, is that what each, each genre inspired is inspired by like the hardship of humanity. Where if you're like, if those type of like fantastical stories of, the world is out to get you. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, shit. Become less palatable at certain times versus yes. let's mm. indulge in our like, tr- like true yeah, blood. It's was, not- true blood like, <laughs> yeah. These it's not- vampires super speed fucking each other are, <laughs> you know, like it's because things are going great, man. That's you a know? fun
2: little escapism, but that's true for a lot of shows. I remember at Scandal. uh Shonda Rhimes has said it that she ended up having to wrap, wrap it up because a lot of the storylines in Scandal were just like not impressive anymore just because mm. of the shit that was going on in real life. All the no.
3: political shows yeah, are like. Yeah, we yeah. have to compete yeah. with
2: what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we had Daryl and Carol from The Walking Dead. My number four. I'm going to call an audible right here. This is this is a group. This is a pairing that I wasn't going to put on here because they're not good people, but they are good to each other. Interesting. My number four is Jack and Karen from Will and Grace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Uh, You knew before he. Yeah, she did. She knew where I was going. All right. So for our number four. Because he
2: goes, they're not good people. And I'm like, oh, oh, I know
0: exactly where he's going. (laughs) So we had two for Leslie and Ann from Parks and Rec, Daryl and Carol from The Walking Dead, and Jack and Karen from Will and Grace. On Good to our blood. number threes. Number, number three. three. Three is, is a magic. magic number. <laughs>
2: Doesn't it go? Don't we get the one, two, three also? Yes. One, <laughs>
0: there you go. Two, three. <laughs> ding, 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 ding.
3: All right, here we go. What's We're your number great, three, guys. Mike? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Sean and Gus from Cycle. <laughs> Whoa fuck.
2: <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> He didn't even finish white Speed cabling. Like, Good for <laughs> you, Alex.
3: These guys making their mountains together. <laughs> not it's not competitive, <laughs> brother. We are friends now. Oh
2: no, this isn't a competition about winning. At least with oh. this panel. This is super legit. Like, <laughs> no.
3: This is right. so <laughs> Sean and Gus from Psych. this is I'm 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 Sean Spencer and you're ghee buttersnaps. Uh, Alex. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's your number three?
1: I ha- All right, Real quick, Mike, my peacock uh, my peacock logo is Gus's face and my name is Gee Buttersnaps.
3: Gee Buttersnaps! I don't um, know anything that's
1: clapping. happening right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, my number three is Norm and Cliff
0: from Cheers. Nice, good. Good that's honorable words. mention oh, that okay. i just i just don't watch cheers a lot so that's what okay. I'm okay. As you
1: can see i mean i had to rep it tonight nice um, I, I am fairly young um but i this was one of the shows that i just gravitated towards like my mom would always have it on when it ca- like when it came on netflix my mom was like you have to watch it and i was like all right fine i'll give it a shot like old 70s show whatever um, mm-hmm. No, it's phenomenal, and Norm and Cliff are two of the staples to me. Yeah. Um, you see, The show was on for 11 years itself, um, so you have to at least assume that they've known each other for 11 years. But to go to a bar every single day, the same <laughs> bar every single day, and first off,
2: Norm walks in. No, you know everybody. who doesn't want okay. that reception when you walk into a room instead of <laughs> <"Ugh>, you again <laughs>
1: exactly uh so that's i mean that's this the first thing, thing. and then it, normie and cliffy and they're always together whether they're playing pool ragging on each other making you know making frazier do some stupid stuff there it's always a good time with norm and cliff and so that's my number three
0: really all good. right yeah like i said honorable mention they, they were one of the first ones i thought of but i was like i've probably seen seven episodes of cheers like accumulatively ever so I it just have, wasn't one i could talk about
1: i have re- re-watched it at least five
2: times through the whole series
0: the whole series
2: i've
1: watched My, I get,
0: super low all of a sudden oh, really? like it's it's up there with the office for me Okay. Really?
2: Okay. Yeah, I,
1: I love Cheers. I love Coach is also if we were just doing TV show characters, Coach might be <laughs> my number one. So because of how funny Ernie Pantuso is.
2: So do you think that it you're you're you have this much affectionate because it was like a bonding thing with you and your mom, or was it just like you gen like independently? uh I'm always
1: up uh, right, the brakes yeah, here, yeah, Miss Freud. Missy's <laughs> going on my heartstrings now. Okay. I'm uh,
2: I'm interested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh it may have and started stalling. out that way. It may have started out that way, but I, I genuinely grew to love the show itself. Well, you know, I have like I said, I've watched it so many times through now and I'll still put mm-hmm. it on uh you know every now and then, but it's it's such like an iconic show, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't obviously in my era, but it's such an iconic show to me just cuz it's always a good time, you know, ignore it's just perfect to me. It's it's yeah. one of those ones that I'll never let
2: go of. I was definitely okay, to too you, young to be watching a show about bars. I think I was like seven or eight and I was like live <laughs> watch and I was I was very unsupervised as a child. So I was just like, oh, This is a great show and like very vested in it so yeah cheers is a, is a classic i right. i've actually gone through a lot more like in terms of sec- sequential order i've gone through fraser a lot more than i have cheers um yeah. but it is one of those on my list that i want to finish
1: so fraser i actually sure. ne- yeah. have never gone like fully like through fraser like that's the one where i've kind of like done the bits and pieces of yeah um but, so that's that's on my list to watch when I eventually get through it all. But, cool. oh, this funny. is
3: definitely one of the ones that I thought of that, because i did i like i love the show i love i this is also one of the things that happens when you have access to literally every tv show in the history of tv yes. <laughs> well,
2: overwhelming have,
3: it's interesting which shows get 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 latched onto by by generations or or demographics that the show wasn't really intended for you know so mm-hmm. like cheers like young like when it got on netflix people were watching cheers like crazy mm-hmm. and then there was people I remember seeing posts about how they were making connections between Ted Danson in the good place and Ted Danson in cheers. And they were like, Oh, it's the same guy. And it was like, people, people were genuinely like, when you have access to everything, you, you don't miss out on some of these things, you know, like, so some of the more obscure choices like you could make from some, you know, if you wanted to do a a show, you know, pick a a friendship based on the show taxi, right? Like, (laughs) you know, there there would you could say something like it's harder to feel like you're the only person that knows about something these days because of that so you saying oh it's not of my time it's like we live in an era where that doesn't apply anymore it's of now because it's available to everybody now because it's
2: trending (laughs)
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's and obviously and it's a good that's a good pick
2: and then yeah, it's yeah and great my pick.
1: mom lives in boston now so i've actually gotten to visit the actual bar where the you know not the um there's two actually there's one in faneuil hall which is set up like the actual bar setup oh, cool. and then there is the um the video where you know where they always get the passing by before they go into the bar which is the actual location it had a different name and that's the one I've been to. I sat at the bar. I got served there underage. Shout out, you! <laughs> cheers.
0: That's great. Fantastic. An yeah, uh, ID.
1: It was. It was. I was like, this is my place. Well,
0: it's Boston everybody, does it's, Everybody yeah. knows your name there. All right, uh, Missy, what's your number three?
2: So my number three is um, David and Stevie from Schitt's Creek.
0: Table. Ooh. Okay.
2: <sighs> I have an outline. <laughs>
0: interesting all right so david and stevie all right so my number three is uh one thing i did say when i was uh when i but whenever i tried to kind of pick a Different types of friendships, you know, because it's easy to just be like all like, you know, buddy, buddy guy ones. So I tried to push myself like Missy was saying into thinking of other things. And one that I finally thought of that was a girl girl relationship that uh, is fantastic is Jess and Cece from New Girl. Nice. Good. Um Jess and Cece from New Girl is a lot of fun to watch because so often, especially through the nineties and the early two thousands, the when, when girls were friends on shows, it was always that frenemy dynamic. There was always, there was always that push and pull of some weird power dynamic. Even when you look at uh, friends where it wasn't supposed to be there, it was always kind of because of the differences in the money they made and stuff like that. It was things that would come up. Jess and Cece there wasn't necessarily that power dynamic, even though they were from very different walks of life and they were extremely different people when they were together. And it was the two of them. Uh, those, <laughs> Um, when when they were uh, when they were together and there were two of them. And it was just the two of them there there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of push and pull they were they were both there for each other all the time and and for everything that they both went through over the course of the show that was the one person they knew they could always go to like that's another show where it is i mean the show solely exists to tell the stories of the relationships between these people and there's an argument to be made for a couple of different relationships in that show but i think that Jess and Cece really a- exaggerated this kind of uh girl boss mentality, right? Where, like, you you don't have to put down the people that are your friends to make yourself feel better. Like, you can celebrate your friend's victories. Uh, your friend's victory isn't necessarily your loss. And that was something that Jess and Cece uh, demonstrated and illustrated just perfectly. Uh, they were really, really great at that. Man, and this is a show I, I just I-, I just watched no, it God. recently. I had COVID back in January, and I was running out of things to watch, and I was like, well, i still got six days left in this bedroom, <laughs> and New yeah. Girl uh,
3: <laughs> um,
2: this, also, the great thing about this friendship is, to your point, debona that a lot of the friendship archetypes um, have always been structured about, like, are you the sporty girl or are right. you the brain or are you whatever? And um, Cece and, and and Jess could not be more different. Um, and I think that's really um, an honest way to reflect any friendship because, uh, you know th- that works. I think in real life, so people it's easier for people to relate to where you're not typically, um, you know, the personalities aren't very uh, similar. I'm friends with a lot of people that used to be cheerleaders, and I like I'm not that, so like <laughs> that is very relatable to me that you can see a friendship like that reflected, um, on you know, TV. It's funny. And- me too. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so yes, great pick.
0: Yeah, so uh, it was like I said it was it was it was just it was the one like like I said just just two girls getting along without any backbiting or or undercutting or anything like that that stuck out to me.
3: Yeah, no cattiness.
0: Cattiness, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's a good. Uh, I
3: will say for everybody watching if if you're watching and you want to throw comment in uh, comments, we're going to have an honorable mention section uh, before the, our final pick, so get your honorable mentions into your mountain uh, in the comments, and then we'll read them all off at the uh, at the honorable mentions section. All right, so the number threes were Sean and Gus from Psych, Norman Cliff from Cheers,
0: David and Stevie from Shit's Creek, and Jess and Cece from New Girl. Next yep. up, we've got the the number twos, Dose, the yeah. sequel to Uno. Oh, the two
2: yeah. legit yeah.
0: And the, yeah, the two legit to quit. Right. Yeah. This is
2: like a spoken word version of this. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: this is the slam. This is the slam poetry edition. <laughs> oh,
3: All right. Man. What um, is a mountain but not <laughs> a Mount <laughs> Geekmore? No. All right. So uh Mike in the words of Neri hit me with your deuce, bro. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> drop a deuce on you right now, Troy and Abed on Mount Geekmore. Oh, uh yeah. Troy and Abed from community. Yeah. Spectacular! No, I, it, no Everybody I couldn't put up. it. Shut up! I'm gonna on, talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> I
2: couldn't put it on my mountain because I'm not done binging it. But I love them so
0: much. Honorable mention, just because I just I just couldn't make them fit because I've got another one that's a similar dynamic. Uh,
1: it was one of those shows where I, I liked it, but it it just it didn't quite squeeze it out.
3: You and, well, way to go, go tie a through line through the deuce uh, theme. <laughs> uh, squeezing out uh, number two is Troy and Abed. Well, here's the thing. That show is exactly what what you just said. It, it, people didn't get it, and then when they did, like, Community, uh, since it, its airing, had so much turmoil in its backstory that it was also like the demise of broadcast. Sitcom comedy, like the of broadcast TV, like like the last show that really of the era of right before streaming, where people would have to like where viewership numbers counted, and and shit like that. Because ultimately, they were canceled and brought back like a bunch of times, two or three times. Yeah, Dan Harmon was fired. A different voice was running the show in the four seasons in a movie. And they got their six seasons. And if you watch the whole through line of the show, it's like a love story to, to entertainment. It's like a love story to uh, struggling through this art to create, like, because the show itself is bonkers in in its structure. And in it's like what it's trying to accomplish. But then in it, you get a lot of like, a heartfelt. I guess the same thing with like the Parks and Rec, where there were like all of the the jokes f- felt. It wasn't like. Oh, somebody sat in a cake. You know, it was like
2: <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, more cerebral, that, that, yeah. That,
3: that's that's yeah. your go-to gag? <laughs> yeah. Well, every sitcom has <laughs> a thing where like I'm at a fancy restaurant. I hope I don't spill spaghetti sauce on my pants. Guess what I did? I did the thing that I didn't, you know, like they all the bum,
2: bum. Bum, bum. <laughs>
3: and and the the and this was kind of like really subversive. It was really smart. It 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 was so like smart. making fun a lo- mm-hmm. of a lot of different genres and then in the middle of it you have this friendship of <laughs> Troy and Abed which there's a, every everything involved is the relationships between the other characters. I guess it's like a through line of all of my picks is like <laughs> that kind of thing. But like unabashedly friend unabashedly willing to express their emotional connection to each other is like a big deal. Like I love my friend that is, a, you know, like I I'm the kind of guy I never, I always suffered from being thought of differently because I was a soft boy. I was like, ah, I love everybody. Why do I have to be a hard ass You know, like when you're young and you're taught like manly things. And I was like, I yeah, hug my dad and kiss my dad on the cheek. I don't understand why men can't hug each other. You know, like I never understood that. And and when you see it reflected in my picks, I guess all of them in some way, there's people unabashedly being friends with each other and not like, making fun of each other or not like not like where like entire friendships are based about like shitting on each other Mm -hmm. here are troy and abid who are for the lack of a better term equally weird they're not (laughs) yeah Yeah. not in quality but in like they are both very weird in different ways and they mesh each other well and they're always on board with each other's (laughs) dumb idea love it they are, they, 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 they like unabashedly joke around, like, you know, when they're dressing Troy up as a Christmas tree, when they're doing all of their escapade, when Abed becomes Jesus at one point. Oh my God. Just... And then when, when Troy leaves the show because Donald Glover gets super fucking childish Gambino famous and he, it was he like got a. His ho- boat. He got he got his boat. He 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 went sailed around the world with Lavar Burton. These are yeah. all real things that I've said <laughs> yeah. that happened in the show. Yeah. And it's it's genuinely like a a hard thing like once Troy and Abed like are no, no longer a part of the show, a little piece of the show died. Just as a testament to how good the show is, yeah. they kept going and it's still funny. It's still great and there's still incredible relationships, but that was such a like important thing in the show.
2: And to counter, I know, I, are we all fans of Brooklyn Nine Nine?
3: Yes, yes, honorable mention. Th- this mentions. is a
2: great. Okay, this <laughs> oh! is a great. This is a great example of. <clears throat> The thing that you were talking about, Mike, where it's like two friendships that are, like a friendship that is solid and real and genuine and earnest and everything, but it the the punchline is that one of them is always busting balls.
3: Right. Um
2: Jake and um Jake Peralta Charles and, Charles and Charles are are a great example of that. And they're both equally, I think, weird in their like same same theme, but the the kicker is always to bust balls and and yeah, I love it. and they're they're yeah. such such yeah. a great I cast. Love-
3: I got I, I'm I'm I hate the people who are like I love genuine emotional like yeah. there's no such thing as t- like there's no such thing as like m- m- getting shit on for loving your friends you know like b- no. like be a good friend you yeah. know like enjoy your yeah. friends enjoy like trust them tell and, them you, and, you love know, them like, tell, tell your it. friends you love them that's the yeah If if anything we'll see the 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 through line to all of me is that like, if you're my friend, I love you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's the that's the, that's the, the point. Uh, but that's my rant. I'm I'm gonna go with Troy and Abed. Great, uh, excellent. The only reason friendship. They the only reason
2: why they didn't make my mountain is because I'm not done with the show. Um, which I saw enough. I've seen enough of The Walking Dead that I know that Carol and Daryl are like not going anywhere. So I don't know <laughs> where that the, uh, you know Abed and and um, Trey are going. But I I I love this show so much. It's so mm. perfect.
0: All right, so we got Troy and Abed, Alex, number two. All right,
1: I have a feeling that this might be tabled,
0: but jd and turk oh table oh, okay. table okay. Okay. oh table
2: What the fuck are you talking about
0: <laughs> jd and turk from scrubs table it all oh, day right, 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 right. That, that was gonna happen but i you know
1: okay right, so fine. those I'll are your
2: number that. ones got it <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: all right so missy what do you got for number two
2: so my number two are an iconic duo uh not great people, as Devona uh, so eloquently uh, established earlier. It's Jack and Karen from Will and Grace, the better duo of Will and Grace. Yes, absolutely. The, I think some, I don't remember who said this, but there was a quote once. I think it's one of the creators of the show that w- was like, Jack and Karen were supposed to be like Will and Grace, but on Quaaludes. And honestly, like, is there a better way to describe those two than that? I
3: um, like it. And- well, from what I know about uh, in um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Quaaludes <laughs> are bad.
2: Well, they yes. Are, uh,
3: Especially the,
0: the one kind. The Yeah, the Lemons, one that Lemons, he's the guy like
3: <laughs> trying to climb out to his car. So,
2: yes, a common theme in Karen's life is substance abuse. Um, again, not role models, if you will, for children. But I think uh, uh, for adults, you get it. You get why. Um, Jack and Karen are just every scene that they're in together where it's just them two. Like, honestly, like if we were to make, a m- not with this panel, but we were going to make a mountain of Will and Grace, like, moments it would just be them too. Like the show was just so fucking like if they, those characters hadn't existed, that show would never would have been able to make the original run and then come back. Because the only reason that I watched when it came back was for Jack and Karen. And so um, they are the better duo. Um, They're way more um, honest about their flaws where willing, uh, which I think is really important in a friendship where if you're like, obviously for these two, it it is a phase and it isn't, but I think it's important for every friendship that, um that you're in um that it starts like in point a and you can look back and be like man back like 10 years ago we used to do the dumbest shit and like now you kind of evolved from that but you can do it together right and this is another great example of i guess mike my theme is platonic love yeah (laughs) because it's another great example of loyal kind of committed um to this friendship and it's fully platonic. It's so fucking great. And they just both are just like the best hype people you could ever ask for in a situation. Yeah. Um, and so, again, uh, you know, I just I love these guys and I I, I love them so much. That's all I'm going to say. Whose other
0: pick was that? Uh, I, I had I oh. had him at number four there. Uh, Jack and Carrot are the only reason I've ever been able to get through an episode yes. of Will and Grace. I'm it's i I'm not trying to sh- shit on the show. Um I'm not trying to make a big deal uh, about whether or not the show is good. It's just yeah, I'm try not trying to a, drop
3: a deuce on the show. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not willing
0: to target audience for what you know. The, I'm I'm not who they made that show for, and I can accept that. I can move on. I don't crap on it because I just don't watch it. But when I do, it's because of Jack and Karen. And yeah. then when they're together, I mean, it's it's they're like the Wonder Twins, right? Like it, individually, sure, I'm they're queens. fine, <laughs> they're whatever. But, Wonder but, Twins, but when they but when they get together, right? That's they when they're at their best is when they can feed off of each other and they can they they're 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 shooting comments at each other and and you know like you were talking about friends that don't shit on each other like they do but it's but there's so much love in it always you know it's always a joke and then she calls them poodle and and it's and it's just it's so it's so great to see the two of them interact when they lift up their shirts and you know that first scene where
2: they first meet each other is just like I know I keep saying I, I'm going to say the word uh, the word iconic a lot when I talk about these mm-hmm. two, because in terms of TV history, like even if you've never seen the show, you know, that scene yes. because it's just like impeccable. And the great thing about these two is that while the writing was fantastic in the original run, because they had the legendary writers um, on staff um but Jack and Karen are who they are because of the actors and they're only elevated to that 10 um, because of their, their talent and just, just so great well and depend. i mean and
0: in, in my experience megan Mullally can do no wrong I, she I've, cannot I've, I've yet to see her do something that didn't just just get me like i, I mean uh she she used to have a she used to have a, a part on children's hospital if you guys ever watched that oh, like my God, yeah. really, talk
2: show was awesome <laughs> this
0: really bizarre i mean she's just always so funny and then the way that she i can't even think of the actor's name who plays jack off the top of my head but um, um sean, sean hayes. hayes there we go but yeah the, the, thing the about... way the two of them play off each other is just spectacular
3: I do feel like Sean Hayes kind of got shafted in that transaction because I think people only think of him as Jack and that Megan Mullally has done a million, like when she was on Parks yeah. and Rec, she she's been on a million mm. different shows and she's great in a lot of stuff. I feel like Sean Hayes kind of got shafted a little because got of pigeonholed. The, he got pigeonholed into that that kind of character because it's almost like if you're too good at a thing, this is true, and everybody. Yeah, in Yeah, I mean, life. Yeah, that's true. James, are,
0: James Gandolfini was never was never able to not be Tony
3: Soprano after that. If you are irreplaceable at your job, <laughs> yeah. If you are irreplaceable at your job, you are also unpromotable. So if you are if you are so unique in your in your presence in something, it's hard for people to think of you in any other way. And I I think Jack, the just Jack and all that shit, <laughs> falls into it. Yeah.
2: yeah but you know I I do agree to that and I and and that's true but I also think that like if you're going to be remembered for one thing your whole no. life like this is definitely uh, cause there are people that go viral and they will be remembered for the rest of their life for the dumbest shit.
3: You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And like, you know know my dream acting gig is my dream me. acting gig is, is to get on one of those sci-fi shows that has like a really passionate fan base, like a Firefly, that, like a yeah. Firefly, like a
0: like a Farce. And then game. just get to do, con, get, just get yeah. to do cons for, being just one character cons for, the, for rest the rest of my life. My life. That's a good I'm career plan. People
3: who are super into the thing I did, and I'm just gonna be like, Yo, what's up? Remember yeah. me from Farce Game? <laughs> <laughs> that is a yeah. such a weird dream gig that i have in my life i have no i absolutely want that so i and get it if someone's yeah. like hey you want to hit sitcom for a few years but then you can't really do anything else i'd be like yes yes absolutely yes. yes, pays the, absolutely. Bills. It's, it's, it pays it's the bills. one hit
0: wonder phenomenon right tony yeah. basil never mm-hmm. has to do anything else yeah you know no. Mickey, you're so fine that's right Everybody all right knows so jack ice. and karen
2: yes jack uh, and karen forever
0: uh, my number two, we could talk about it now. Missy is Stevie and David. Um, I will admit, I was very late to Shit's Creek. Um, a long time ago, I tried to start it, and season one, I just couldn't make. I just, I couldn't. I don't know. It wasn't clicking for me, and and people were just always telling me. And I get, I get on this podcast, right, and then I'd hear about Shit's Creek, and you know, like uh, Dave loves it, and uh, and Steph loves it, and and I just, I'm just always hearing about it. all these people love it, and then I finally got to the moment where everything started clicking towards the end of season one. And it's, it's been phenomenal ever since. And at the base of that, uh, as much as it is just David, as much as it is just David, it is David and Stevie's relationship in the fact that they're both, they're they're two sides of the same coin, uh, which is why they didn't work as a couple when they tried that out with the friends with benefits thing or whatever. It, it didn't play out because the throuple. Yeah, then the thruple. <laughs> yeah, <and> the thruple. <laughs> they're just they're they're the same person. Like they both hate everyone, but she's like the she's like the the tomboy, you know, hands on, you know, just kind of schlubby. Here's what I found when I woke up this morning and it was laying on the chair beside my bed. And, you know, and he's, you know, very manicured and put together and everything he does is is so perfect. So it, like so, you know, that 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 dichotomy of their relationship is is why they fit together so well. So often we when you look at when you look at Jack and Karen, they they're they're so, they're so much alike and just like always that that's why they go together so well. But Stevie and David are so Different in so many ways. It's almost like how if you walk in opposite directions, you can eventually go all the way around the world and meet again. And that's where Stevie and David are. They have gone all the way around the world in opposite directions until they met on the other side and realized uh, how close they were. And so they were one of the first ones that popped in my mind when we, when we came up with this topic.
2: So Schitt's Creek was a uh, pandemic panic comfort watch for me last year um i had heard about the show for a couple of years it was on my radar but i hadn't really dive, you know gone for it so um everything that debona just said was really my my literal bullet points what i'll say about um dave uh, david and, and stevie is that um they have this unspoken connection it's not something that they really had to cultivate to kind of start the momentum of their friendship they just kind of clicked and it and it and it went from there it doesn't matter that they're complete opposites it doesn't matter that they could not be stevie's my hero for being in a plaid shirt and every fucking scene <laughs> of that show um and you know, uh, David is not a very likable character, uh, especially in the first season. He's he's not a very likable character, and and Stevie does that kind of Ann Perkins. Um, Job for him, like she plays that Anne Perkins to that character that first season, where you as the audience, you're watching him through her eyes because she bust balls and r- like a zinger after zinger every time, and, and they so- will
0: and they I will put each other through. through the ringer, like just just watching the other one suffer in misery and just enjoy it.
2: When David was
3: through the show, through the first, <laughs> I couldn't get through it because of this my secondhand embarrassment. Of, like, okay, because that, that vibe, and I was like, oh man, I know this is good, but also. Like
1: oh, I don't want to watch. Yeah, no. Dan- then like I did the same thing. Yeah. I tried to get through the first season. Like everybody said, like Devona said, I tried yeah. to get through the first season, but. I got enough of it to realize that David and whatever her face Stevie I, yeah, sorry, Stevie, I, Stevie David I, and
2: Stevie I, they, um, they had
1: a good relationship. I could tell that much, but that first I I
3: couldn't get over the them first off. couple episodes were just like Aah.
2: so. I mean that's the hook, mm-hmm. right? But they kind they they all go on a journey. They all get fleshed out really well. At a certain point, there is a character added to the cast that really just um. I could go on and on about, but I'm gonna stop myself.
0: Well and, and a big and a big thing with the show is too um when it started, Eugene Levy didn't know how much of the show Daniel Levy could carry. And by the end of the first season, so he's so he's a much bigger part of the show. Yeah. Once he, he realized leverage. that one, yeah, once he once everybody realized that Daniel Levy could carry the show and that um the, the actress who plays Alexis, like they, they had chops and they could do this. Eugene Levy starts pulling back and the story becomes More about Mm. David and Alexis, and it becomes something that that you can get involved with. That's an
3: interesting sales pitch. I think I'll I'll, I'll try it. I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot.
2: And um, the internet uh, um, is just, there's nothing really. I love the show for, for th- this one of those comfort watches. Uh, yeah. The list is long, <laughs> I will say, for comfort watches and Missy. But um, again, a, a relatable aspect of something that I see on screen that I also see in my life is a lot of it's a common theme that like the combination of friends that I, I end up around. Um, none of us have a lot in like on the surface. Like if you we were going to sk- uh, stick to like the high school, you know, archetype, trope where like oh the jocks are with the jocks like that wouldn't work that doesn't that w- doesn't check any boxes here because we're mm. all so so different but the vibe is just there from the jump and my one of my favorite I mean they had yeah. countless moments but one of my favorite moments at the end of season one to is when um, David's like packing up and he's gearing up, thinking he's going back to New York. And he tells Stevie, <laughs> he tells Stevie to come with him. And she's like, I wouldn't even know what to do in New York. And he goes, Oh, just watch the show, girls, and do the exact opposite. <laughs> I think that that <laughs> okay. like the yeah, whole like, that's just right, on my, Sold
3: you? Sold me right, on
2: right. a right. mountain of uh, shits creek moments that would probably yeah. be one or two because it's just
0: so yeah, and great. like yeah, like I said, as 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 it does move on, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene. They don't don't fade into the background, but they become supporting cast to these other people that are allowed to carry the show and tell their stories, and that's really what it does take off.
3: Yeah. All right. Get into honorable mentions. Yeah. So our number twos were Troy
0: and Abed, JD and Turk. Jack and Karen, Stevie and David. Uh, we'll start. You want to start off? We'll start off with the ones that we've got over here from guests. Mike, you want to y- start slinging some of those up? Of
3: of us or from the comments?
0: Oh, let's let's go with comments. Let's go with some comment ones first.
3: Uh, Nary's in the comments. He likes your girl girl reference. Uh, <laughs> Jason Williams, thank you. Hey, Mister Jason, what it is? And he says uh, Zena and Gabrielle from uh, Zena f- from Zena. Yes. <laughs> That is eliminated couples. So. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah. Yolanda, welcome to the yes! Grace and Frankie, which I've not watched, but I hear great things. I've not oh watched, God. but everybody, has, everybody I've heard says it's good. so good. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, uh Captain Kirk and Mister Spock. He put a bunch. Scully and Mulder. Agent Dale Cooper. Dale Cooper and Harry S. Truman from yep. Twin Peaks. And uh, Detectives Peralta and Boyle, they are one of my honorable mentions men. as well. Mm-hmm. Neri with oh. Troy and Abed, they are friends' goals. Um, and uh, yes, it's true. And he also agrees, tell your friends you love them. Everyone should tell your friends you love them. Yolanda also with SpongeBob and Patrick. Yes, yes. Oh. Honorable Not- mention. That's That's a great, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Neri says, love your friends and not punch them in the arm while driving, I'm assuming. Are you in on that, Missy? Yeah, because okay. he was
2: uh being annoying, and he was also driving, and I gave him like six or seven opportunities to stop, and he kept going. And I honestly didn't even make a conscious choice; I just turned. Him <laughs>
3: and- if you say some shit <laughs> thirteen more times, I swear and, to God,
2: and not even like I can I can honestly hand to God that not was like now I'm gonna hit him. It was just kind of like my instincts were like fuck you, and then he's like, "Don't punch me when I'm driving." I'm like, it would be worth it it would be fucking worth it
3: Uh, David you are my friends and I unabashedly love you I love you Missy Daniel and what about Alex (laughs) he (laughs) just met him
1: Love you too, David.
0: Okay.
3: Love you, David. My God, and Mary, <laughs> you could say that Sean Hayes is only seen as just Jack, just.
2: the professional comedian. <laughs> do <Yep>. better.
3: <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, we—I think it came up just as I was. Yeah, yeah, it, right? yeah. It did. Think. All right. So, what do you have for honorable mentions, Mike? You got anything left? Uh, I, I do have, I don't know if it's going to be on somebody's mountain, but Lucy and Ethel from I Love Lucy. Yes. Honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Definitely honorable mention. Uh, George and uh, Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza also. Yeah. I liked it, but they're part of the ensemble, but they okay. are genuinely the core of that show, if you think about it, because of Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, and if you watch the show through that filter, you kind right. of understand that that that's the core friendship. Elaine and, and um, um, uh, uh, Kramer, Kramer, yeah, are, are are like one of them was a love interest, and the other one is the wacky neighbor. So like the true friend group, the the core of that friend group is George, and you see it when there's the summer camp friend that comes to visit, <laughs> and he's like, goes, "Oh, you're hole. yeah." <laughs> You're, you're, you're uh, Summer George. This summer is, George. You know, summer George, and then it's like, you're Winter Me. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: but those are, and then um, there was another one that I didn't write down that as we were talking, it came up, and I forgot it. All right, Alex, honorable mentions.
1: Um, uh, already mentioned uh, Peralta and Boyle
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: had that one. had Troy and Abed down. Uh, Chandler and Joey from Friends.
3: Yes. Um, kind
1: of a classic one. It just felt too lobbed up. For me to yeah, pick it, yeah. I mean it was too obvious. Um, <laughs> Ted and Marshall, and then I put in parentheses Barney because Barney always likes to say, "I'm your best friend." Um, right. So that's up there. Um, Lori and Suki from Gilmore Girls.
0: <gasps> yes. Did we just there. become best
2: friends?
1: <laughs> that was also one of my mom's like picks. Shoot, my mom was like, "Your
2: mom is cool."
1: Yo, my mom's the shit She uh, really is cool
0: yo, She, uh, but she got ain't bad looking either Even
1: when they when they did the reboot uh, <laughs> I said get out of here Get out of here Gotta stop introducing you to my family
2: Mary, Mary, give, Mary give DeBona back the microphone
3: There's a button here that says I can remove you from the stream DeBona <laughs> uh, no, um,
1: And then I had um, uh, Michael and Dwight And then Jim oh, and Dwight
3: yes. I had Jim and Dwight. um, That's too uh, much of an. That was one of those that was ensemble for me.
0: That was hard,
3: like Mm -hmm. because because I would have put Jim and Dwight because secretly they are great friends. Yes, Jim and Dwight was Jim and Dwight is Dwight and Pam jim and dwight is what i what audibled off of dwight at the last pam second the one
0: episode okay <laughs> dwight <laughs>
3: and pam he calls dwight dwight calls pam his best friend
2: yeah and the there's, there's more than show. one end, instances yeah, mm-hmm. remember when she's crying because she's upset about jim and karen and he's like so periods got you down and he's like patting her like that's sweet <laughs> you like know? he must be, be, ha-
3: he must bad, be having huh? a period <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great. you remember um, when i had the concussion
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then Sheldon um, and Leonard from Big Bang. DeBona threw that one out there, uh, mm. threw the show out, out there, and I was like, oh,
0: shit, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. Uh, Missy, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Poussin and, T- and Tasty from um, Orange is the New Black. Mm. Um, Grace and Frankie. Shout out to Yolanda. Yep. Um, Frankie is old lady goals right here. Um, Penelope and Schneider from One Day at a Time. Nobody watches that show but me. Wow. Yeah. Did you you never watched it? You never got into it?
3: Is that the is it the is okay, is that it's the, a new reboot. One? Yeah. the reboot. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I remember Schneider from like the old one day at a time from mm. like the eighties. Yeah. The no, 80s, 80s. this is
2: from the the reboot that um Netflix picked up and then dropped a couple of times. Mm. Pop TV picked up um picked it up last season last year but because right, of the right. pandemonium it died but great watch i love it rita moreno is in it just great yeah. cast but um uh, penelope and schneider have a great relationship it's centered around a lot of mental health um you know a venn diagram which always strikes a chord and then um i have nick and Schmidty from new girl in my honorable mentions because they are goals
0: not, uh, most of mine have been mentioned a couple that I eliminated just because I kind of saw them more as mentor protege style relationships are Leslie Nope and Ron mm-hmm. Swanson mm-hmm. Uh, are one that I went with, but that was how I justified kind of taking them off my four Arya and the Hound. Um, which was kind yes. of uh, which was yeah, okay. it was it was one I struggled with that's the one that I'm saying like that was going to be my drama pick but yeah. it was it was kind of like a like an adoptive father type thing it was kind of like a mentor protege type thing it was but like like I said a lot of mine ended on two peers that had like equal footing and everything and I so that is how I kind of uh, took Arya and the Hound out of that and then I know it's been mentioned um, uh, by your londa but Pat, patrick and spongebob
3: yeah uh, i mean that's, <laughs> I just, think about that. that's it's just
0: it's just it's it's it really is an untouchable duo. except for that one time when they were forced into gender roles and they didn't get along so then when they bucked the system and they went back to just being friends when they weren't raising a baby clam together anymore wow
3: Oh my Go God! Figure. Have you seen that one? That. No. no. Like, oh my no, God! They're gonna, like, I was, I was they're... just the wrong age for. <laughs> they're, for... they're raising exactly a baby clam, you
0: know. and Patrick like leaves for work every day with a briefcase, and SpongeBob's doing all the housework, and then Patrick comes home and sits in front of the TV while SpongeBob still does everything. Wow! That it's a hilarious. I, I, they're 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 spectacular. That, and so anyway, that well, was if my. If last we're one. throwing
1: Nickelodeon out there, Drake and Josh deserve to be on there too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying they're brothers but drake and josh are
3: best friends at heart i know that there we go i uh, oh you no! Know, uh i i remembered um uh zoe and wash from firefly oh yes because they are a married couple but mm-hmm. and they love each other to death like romantically but they are you could clearly see that they are fucking good friends yes you know i, I uh, zoe and wash from firefly was, was Wash deserved better
0: yeah not than Zoe, better than his fate. He didn't his, deserve better than Zoe. He Gina Torres. No one deserves Gina Torres. She is an
3: angel of light. She's yes, beautiful and exactly, Latina. Exactly. Yes. Latina Not better
0: than, than <laughs> Gina is what deserved is better than amazing. his fate. All right. So that's going to take us into our round one. There's no turning that? back. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. your last <laughs> chance. That's right. And then I think there's Nelly in there, right? Uh, number and number one. one. Yeah.
3: All right. So, what's your number one, Mike? uh turk and jd untouchable i mean absolutely untouchable i couldn't so uh, missy you do you've never seen scrubs no okay just just
2: but go on don't worry about spoilers here's
3: here's no you can't really spoil the show because it's it went so long It, it it is one of those shows that i started working in healthcare after the show was already on the air and then i was like oh this isn't none of all those other medical shows got it wrong. We we work in scrubs like this is the show scrubs because mm. there was genuinely, uh, you know, I, I was working in the emergency room and it was not one for one exactly the show. But the vibe of going swinging from comedy to drama with like the drop at the drop of a hat was very real, very, very, very real. And um the desire the the like bonding of friendship, like just now through the la- through the, the whole pandemic and all of the covid shit i've kind of reunited with people online just because i'd gone through similar experiences like bo- bonded with my friends at at these jobs through political strife like some of them are republican and some, and i'm not definitely not but the idea of um we went through such a galvanizing kind of experience. You build these solid friendships and I, I and we've been messaging and we've and we joke around. And I remember how much I joked around as like a way to keep things light. And then you see this show and it so accurately represents that, that kind of vibe. And in the center of it is JD is the star of the show, but it becomes this kind of ensemble cast, but be, like the JD and Turk relationship is from the get unabashedly like overt real yes. love mm-hmm. they love each other they are they there's no you know, even when they joke around about how they like how about like not gay it is, like how it's it's like gay but not, dude, gay. we're kind of married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing with Carla, Carla's uh, marrying him and you, you know, like the, the idea that the friendship is so tight and they come from completely different backgrounds, one's black, one's mm. uh, the it, it, uh, one's black, one's white, ones you know. And then to see all like all of the fact that none of that matters and they're all just it's all love and they're all friends. And when they argue, they will get will end up communicating and they work through trouble. They have these intense, dramatic moments that they have to get through together. Like it's the whole friendship package tied up in this kind of I love the show and then to learn that they are real friends in real yes. life. Oh, really? Yeah, what they, have, they have joy. a podcast.
0: Right. They have a podcast called uh Fake, Fake Doctors, Doctors Real Friends. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. That's and great. It started during it was actually it was they came up with the idea before the pandemic started, but then the pandemic hit and they had to like do the show uh remotely and it became it became like this kind of like I've since st- stopped listening, but I was hooked on it because of the positive vibes that it gave off. And they went, they, you know, they lost friends to COVID and they'd grieved on, on their podcast. They were scrubsing on their mm-hmm. podcast in real life. That's how good friends are. Like they are they like that vibe, like Turk and JD is like friendship goals. And then also like uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison is like goals. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they are genuinely friends and they, the show itself kind of remind. they have a whole musical episode where, uh, at the love. beginning. Yeah. At the beginning, there's this woman that has a tumor that only hears that hears everything in song. So it turns boom from her perspective into a musical episode and they start. And then one of the songs is guy love. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's just about their like unabashed loving friendship and it's not gay, you yeah, know? Like,
0: um, we, you know, we 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 talked we talked about the fact that that you know that life it, it's got to be about acknowledging that you love your friends and scrubs is actually something that that kind of made me come to terms with that like mike you say that you know you were always kind of a soft you were always kind of a soft guy i was like i I was i'm the first like male in my family to not go into the military right so like i was raised in this you know like guys didn't show emotion type thing yeah
3: Yeah. and i mean toxic masculinity right like we are victims of soft men are victims of the patriarchy too (laughs) and so
0: psychics did it (laughs) And so, Scrubs is something that made me realize that it's okay to not just love your friends, but to look your friends in the face and say to them that you love them. Um, JD and Turk are brought together by fate. Quite literally, they met when they they were strangers who were paired together in college. So mm. they're they're two guys who are brought together by fate. Like you said, one white, one black, one super athletic, one the absolute antithesis of anything athletic, um, and just. And, you know, just, and, uh. And it's it's always promoted as like Turk is really good with the ladies and JD's not, but you know JD got plenty of really good looking ladies yes. throughout the course mm-hmm. of that show.
3: Uh, on, the, <laughs> on the podcast, Donald Faison is always like uh, they they paired me off with Carla at the beginning, who I was uh, man I was in love with Carla. Oh my oh, yeah. god I had such a crush on Stratious. Judy yeah. Reyes she's so hot. But they paired Donald Faison and her off at the beginning of the show, and then so he was like how come I didn't get to make out with no hot women coming yeah, through the show? Yeah exactly like
0: a- Amy. <laughs> (laughs) smart mandy moore anyway whatever so um but they're just they're they're two guys who absolutely acknowledge every minute of every day how important the other one is to them um even even when they fight and things like that like you know like even when jd you know like finds out that you know like turk finally admits like sleeping with one of his college girlfriends and stuff like this it's not anything that that ever lasts that long because they they're fully aware of how vital the other one is. Like throughout the show, over the course of the show, they always talk about how they have these plans for the future. Like how no matter what they ever did, they were always going to be part of each other's lives. Like when Turk finally has, um, when they both finally have kids, Turk is like, remember, I'm supposed to teach your son how to play sports and you're supposed mm-hmm. to handle Izzy's like emotional <laughs> stuff. And, and that that's how yeah. we're going to do this. And they they both acknowledge each other's strengths and weaknesses. And then they actively work Within each other's lives to make the other one better at what they're not so good at. Um, One of my one of my favorite moments ever, and like just uh, this is a ridiculous one, but one of the heights of their friendship for me is JD is laying on the pavement out in front of the hospital and wearing, like, a tank top, and Turk is laying there next to him, and JD just kind of shakes his head. He's like, what happened? And he goes, oh, uh, you went up for a layup and knocked yourself out, so I, laid this, so I laid down next to you and just told people we were taking a nap. Oh. Like, that's <laughs> like looking out for your boy. Like, I know you suck at basketball, and I appreciate that you came and played with me, so now that you've made an ass of yourself, like, I'm going to make it not so big a deal. Um, yeah. JD, well, like, when that I posted so on Facebook that I was going to do this episode, my friend Hunger immediately, like, I know what your number one's gonna be. Yeah. My best friend in the world, Lewis Essman, has been on this podcast for, done podcasts with me. He is in my phone as Mocha Bear. I have a <laughs> I have one of his business cards in my car above my visor that says, I love you, vanilla bear. And it is stuck right up in the visor That's of really my sweet. car because yeah. like that, like we are J D and Turk. That's and one of those so things that I just think. I couldn't walk away from this one
3: in the show jd has a brother uh turk has brothers you it's know Ed, like the
0: bowling alley lord mm-hmm.
3: and it, it is absolutely but like the, but the relationship that he has with his brother is is not good uh, you know like it's not mm-hmm. as he. that's it also goes like all these shows that talk about found family and like choosing who you have in your life around <laughs> you this is a perfect example of that you can have an incredible amount of love for your friends which I, I keep coming back to it where people need to like i also say this in relationships too like like you have to like the people you you're with you know like yeah. these you like the like between them is almost as strong as the love which does that make sense yes yes, yes. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah absolutely. like because he, I'm sure he loves his brother, but they don't like each other. I'm sure you know Turk. I, Turk gets into a big uh, thing where, like, with his with Deal Hugh- Hughley. Deal Hughley, is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then it's like a thing where he has to he loses love he likes his brother but he loses love for him and then Turk and JD are the 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 like perfect match of liking someone and like having all of those goofy fun games on stuff while also loving them by showing them support and having their back and all stuff. I think it's a perfect model for like male friendships even because one of them's tough and one of them's soft. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, as a soft boy in the '90s, it was a, it was a tough, tough waters to navigate. <laughs> no,
1: 100 percent. I totally agree with this. This was my number two, and I'm so, I'm wholeheartedly on board with y'all picking number one. That's why I went in. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna get tabled. <laughs> my girl, I told my girlfriend I was doing this before, and I was like, you know, I'm doing it with DeBona, and she goes, well, you already like you know, his number one's gonna be. JD and Turk. And I was like, I did not know that, but I do now, (laughs) Um, you know, she nailed it. Um, But absolutely everything that Mike and Devon have said um, to being that, you know, not as, uh, you know, uh, macho man mentality. I grew up the same way. You know, I, I did play sports and all that way, but in inside I, you know, I felt like that. Because I grew up, I, you know my parents were divorced. My I had I lived with my mother and my sister. I grew up with two women in my house, and so I got to, I watched Gilmore Girls and I watched shows like that, and I liked it. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, it was they were good, wow. and I yeah. kind of had that same mentality. So I, I resonated with uh, with JD to some extent, and I resonated with Turk and the more athletic. And again, back to those friendships, medical, surgical, you know, best friends in college, white and black, and then. I think the best running joke that they have in the entire series is moving rowdy. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> it's the best running gag of all time. Because you you think at some point somebody's got to catch on,
3: yeah, and they never do. My I have a like every, everyone should have the luxury, the privilege of having a Turk or JD in their life. You know what I mean? And my I have a, my friend Nate. He's in California now, but we used to do improv together where we, he would do that. Th- he's, he's a little black guy and he, you know, and I was, I'm a giant white Cuban man. And he would <laughs> jump, he would, he would do the Eagle Eagle. He'd jump up, I'd grab him. And then he'd be like Eagle and he would do the JD. And I remember just like how, how that show allowed, a, I think it's also come up on their podcast a lot, allowed a lot of men to really just redefine their masculinity a little bit, yeah, especially <laughs> for people who are connected to it. it's a really good yeah, show. I know, I 100 yeah.
0: agree. Like that—that's what I was saying. Like yeah. this is like I—I I never I never leave a room without telling my friends that I love them anymore. Yeah. And this yep. is the show that made I me realize that. that was okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I'll watch I'm it. Into I'm it. into it. Alex knows it's a long. It, me, we talked a lot about you like almost every day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I we talked a lot about it, but yes, it is my number one with a bullet and. I love you as, as well as mine.
0: <laughs> All right, so number one, Alex, we know what it's going to be, but go ahead and throw it out there. All
1: right, Mike, it's time. It is Sean and Gus from Psych. Yeah. Um, this is my clear-cut number one, no doubt about it. Uh, I have loved Psych since, uh, since it first came on. Like when it, That was one of the things that uh, I would watch with my dad. Um, it was a, very much a secret to my mom because if you go back and watch Psych, um, it holds up, but you're going to be like, uh, you know, like the comedy itself, If you can ignore the actual, like, uh, the you know, the slander of it, it, it's really funny, and it. I think it still holds up, but I do understand that there's a lot of jokes in there that would not politi- you know, that would not fly on TV today.
3: The um, early seasons, yes,
1: exa- yeah, a hundred percent. It was, it you know, but it's a clear cut number one from the nicknames to the flashbacks to the 80s when they're kids, uh, to the final episode where Gus actually moves to a different city with Sean. It's the perfect friendship to Uh, me. Their rapport is phenomenal, and I do have the nicknames written down. Oh yeah, hit me. (laughs) This is my favorite part of
3: this show. Can I say that this is, for if you have not watched Psych, it's on streaming, you can watch it, it's everywhere, you can watch them all. the cock. It's on the cock, the peacock. (laughs) Um, oh, <laughs> but Missy was like, wow. wait, what, what, yeah, yeah, what no, TV app true. do y'all have? Yeah. Yeah. I pay no, for a lot it, of apps. <laughs> <run. I'm> just- <laughs> Did they sneak in a cock? Yeah. Um, but there's a whole running thing where they are they are psychic investigators, but really it's that Sean has a perfect uh, photographic memory. Okay, and they, u- they use that to solve crimes and assist the Santa Barbara Police Department. The whole yeah. point of it is, is that they have, they end up like doing like surveillance and going in and asking people questions and stuff. So a lot of it involves them choosing secret identities. <laughs> and uh, every, the, the running joke is that Sean Spencer will give himself, Sean Spencer's the guy who's mm-hmm. the, the the psychic, and he would give himself a cool nickname. And then he'll always introduce Gus as like another, uh, some some funny nickname. Like and then what, we, Alex? Here we go. <laughs>
1: uh, Gus T.T. Showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> My uh this is one of my personal favorites and it actually you know it Mike will know it runs on for a couple you know, multiple episodes. Magic Head. Magic Head. <laughs> Magic Head. Uh Sports Macintosh <laughs> Daquan Smallpox Randolph.
3: Gee <laughs> Butter Snaps. Gee Snaps.
1: And one of my personal favorites, there is a modeling episode where they go undercover as models and they get they're trying to get into this club. They get up to the bouncer and he's like, names. And, uh, Sean being the, you know, the quick eye that he is, you know, kind of glances down at the, uh, at the, the list that the bouncer has and he goes, black and tan. And the guy goes, oh, and he turns to Gus and is like, oh, nice, okay, got you. You're black, you're 10. And Sean just immediately, no, I'm black. (laughs) It's just the immediate, like I it's the same thing with Leslie and Ann. It's that immediacy of a nickname that gives it so much power in every single episode. And Sean always gives him another, a new nickname in every single episode. I'm pretty sure he called him Emilio Estevez. Yes. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Estev- like, yes. <laughs> like there's so
1: many good ones in there. I think there's over a hundred that ended up being used. And then one episode, they uh, like Gus was trying to impress uh, his uncle, whoever was in town, and he took the lead and was Gus, you know, uh, Burton Guster, what is his actual name. And then he gave Sean
3: a ridiculous. Hit. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, I'm it, I'm a big fan. My my favorite one was Hi, I'm Sean Spencer, and this is MC. Clap your hands. And immediately, <laughs> immediately, Gus goes <laughs> <laughs> like on board. Yeah, there, there are another there there are
0: another two guys right, that board, always down. have the other ones back. Like there's yeah. the, they always yes yeah. and each other. Like mm-hmm. everything they Isn't do is always a yes and. <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, my. I just found a treasure trove of. Literally every Nick, every <laughs> there. Come on, franchise. Mike, let's hear a few. Oh, I've, uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Trapezius Milkington. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> San Antonio Holmes. Um, uh, yeah. Hello, my, I'm Strong Spencer, and this is my, this is my partner, Ingle Woods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lorenz Tate, Lil Wayne. <laughs> I love the show. I mean, the writing on the show was really fun and it is, yeah. it is a very gimmicky show as a whole, but yeah. their friendship really is solid. Uh, good, no, yeah,
1: hundred percent. I think it's a clear cut. Number one, there's plenty of other friendships that you can see in the show. Uh, You know, uh, between uh, uh, Juliet and Carlton being partners uh, together on the uh, Santa Barbara Police Department or in the Santa Barbara Police Department. But it's nothing like the rapport that Sean and Gus have. It's that never uh, there's never a dull moment between the two. If they're arguing, it's, you know, there's always some pop culture reference. And, uh, you know, it's usually finished with a come on,
3: son. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: something like that it, you know that's it's right just, <laughs> yeah, it's just a great
0: show and it's my clear-cut number one all right so sean and gus from psych uh missy what's your number one
2: so i broke my rules a little Get bit out of because town. <laughs> um yeah just keep things interesting you Got a um, thruple? uh no it's not a thruple it's actually a quadruple oh. so it's a whole cast because i couldn't find the combo that i could I earnestly say was the better friendship combo, and it is the Golden Girls. So um, I realize that it is the whole cast. So, but like I said, I there's not like I tried to play with it, like oh Dorothy and Blanche. Well, yeah, but Dorothy and Rose, nope. So like I couldn't really pick. It's all about Sophia. So they all get. So they all they all on board. (laughs) This friendship, uh, I know I'm outnumbered, but um, when it comes to uh, if you're if you are still in the comments I think she can yay or nay this but every group of f- friendships like that's girls I'm sure that's the same for men um, for women there's uh, we all have to that there, there are certain boxes that need to be checked off and you don't have to stay there right so for instance um, Blanche is the you know the vixen uh, old lady that's her that's her whole shtick throughout the most of the show is that she's like the whole basically. Then there's um Dorothy, who's
0: <laughs> such a She's, yeah <laughs> i mean she's she's just be arthur right? she's like, such I mean...
2: a bitch um sophia the ball buster the one that just don't give fuck anymore and then of course uh, lovely wholesome beautiful rose who's just like the uh the oh honey you know it's <laughs> like, funny she...
3: estelle getty was the youngest one out of all of them
2: yes, like, yes. Sophia, the mom
3: of like uh be arthur's yeah. mom uh, but she was actually like the youngest one out of all of she's
2: them just to wear a wig um so What I love about these friendships is that they, um, again, the running theme in my mountain is platonic, you know, how important and pure platonic love is because it's my specialty at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I really love it. There's a lot there's a lot to be said about that. And I don't think it gets a lot of credit that how healing it is. You guys just talked about it in, in uh, friendships between men and um, for women, it's, e- you know, it's just as empowering to just have your girls and you know, what room to take your, your worries to the ones that you can really go there with It's There's just nothing like it. Um, and so they are um, in terms of friendships, like uh, an old lady goals, Like that's it. Like that's Mm. what I want. The show itself, just independent from the friendships, like it holds up, and it's like laugh out loud funny. And
3: intelligent too. Like there's a lot. Yeah.
2: Still very topical and relevant. Um, And there's a lot of comfort watches that I have that really they're comfort watches just because of that whole like I know what's gonna happen, so like I can ride the wave, especially if. It, things are a little weird that day in my head, but Golden Girls is something that it is a comfort watch, but it is still laugh out loud funny. Like it's not a chuckle. There's a lot of moments that are just so great. The way that they these four women are loyal to each other, even despite all the ball busting, despite all the obvious flaws and and um, challenges, and you know Stan coming in the cock block a good time all the time. <laughs> um, and it's a great testament, I think, because. Um, I don't know if this is true for men, but I know for women, um, we're kind of raised with the idea that, that, um, uh, like that the end game for your life should be that you grow old with someone and that someone is your husband or that mm-hmm. someone is your significant other and this show it, I find it very comforting because it it explores like well what if it's not what if the end game is not that it doesn't look like everybody else's life it doesn't look like everybody else's um, you know uh, plan and um, there's really nothing negative about these girls the way that they have each other's these girls the way that they have each other's back the fact that the friendship is explored at what we would consider the twilight of everybody's life is just great um grace and frankie is like a version of this like dial down to two a lot more sarcasm and a lot more money but yeah um,
3: one's a sitcom the other one is not you know like this is a classic sitcom
2: this is a way yeah when you think of a sitcom sitcom, it's golden girls and where grace and frankie
3: camera setup
2: yeah where grace and frankie is takes i don't know that it's it's i don't know that it's a drama but it doesn't stick to the sitcom molds for sure um still equally great frankie is like my heart i love her so much so um i really couldn't pick a combo that's why i broke my own rules and i did all four because there's not really i don't think there's a combo of any of these that can exist without the other two so it's it's just i couldn't work around it and um again my theme is always like for this is like uh and again, I don't know if it's the same for men. I don't think it. from the sound of it. I don't think it. it, it it's any different. But like I women are, are raised to like your end goal is to find somebody to grow old with. Your end goal is to find somebody to like, you know, a significant other. And, you know, you get to a certain
3: age where you start
2: having to consider like, OK, well, what if it doesn't look like that? Like what yes. then? Because that's a possibility, too. And there's not a failure in that, but it's still worth worthy and a worthy topic to to explore
3: and traditionally women are taught like like from the outside as not a woman but like you in pop culture and in media yeah Surprise! uh Uh, as a i I, I don't i don't see gender yeah yeah no (laughs) um they like uh, you always see women as being even friends like competitive and kind of yeah. with each other where it's like like i don't think that's a benefit to women either no. like, show, like like that's why like even the the ladies on my list like ann perkins and leslie nope it's not even about gender it's just about unabashedly being support yes for your yeah. friends, you know and, and I, I think this show embodies i used to watch it. my grandma my, my grandmother loved this show and it's like a, such a fond memory of like at my grandma's house watching
2: this show was movies. like a byproduct of being too poor for cable so like i had no option but to stick to the local yeah. channels and by that sure. time like the, this was in heavy um um you know syndication thank you yeah.
3: so is- can I show you Yolanda? Yolanda is a Blanche with some Dorothy thrown in. Almost I like love it. A, it's almost like a zodiac sign. She's a Blanche with Dorothy rising. Blanche Blanche you in don't the streets. Uh, or no,
0: Dorothy in the streets, Blanche in the sheets.
3: Yeah.
2: You, know? <laughs> you don't understand. Forget about how... your
0: zodiac
3: sign. Tell me which golden girl you are. <laughs>
2: how much yeah. Yeah. Skip small talk. Like, tell me what was going on in Blanche's. I've tweeted one time that I was like, um, you know, Blanche re- called her dad Big Daddy. Like, there's a lot of things in the show that I'm like, hmm. Um very oh, obvious the, why this the happened.
3: There's a Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is a, a, a guest star in one of the episodes, and they have a whole conversation because Blanche wants to put the, the Confederate flag on something. Mm-hmm. The like yeah. and and Don Cheadle, who was like the supporting character on the show for a little while, literally there's a whole episode where they talk about why that's not cool. In the '80s, yeah, yes,
0: that, that was it. Was the it was the daughters of the it was like the daughters of the Civil War episode, yes. right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So, like uh, my my wife, my wife is obsessed with this show, and and I, I like it just fine. And this this is gonna make me the asshole, but I'm sitting up in Neri's corner, so here I go. I, I, can't, ah! <laughs> I can't stand Rose. It's just Rose I is just, a. I
2: can't. I know. So I you're know. Dorothy. So you're I know. Dorothy. I, it's
0: you're just, Dorothy. I know, I'm, I'm so. No. I'm. I'm just so. I'm, I'm team Sophia. Like if I've got to pick one, like it's okay. Sophia. Yay. Sophia is what makes the show worth watching for me. It's just. Uh, like, I get it, and, and it's one of those things, right? Where like you feel the role, like, even the real world has become about just like, okay, who's the black guy, who's the gay guy, like, who's the mm-hmm. bitch? Like, it's just they just went so far with that element of her being the simpleton that it's just annoying to me sometimes.
2: But I think that every group has one, I'll say that much, <laughs> not just women, men, there's some dumbass men in every circle of friends as well. Um, I'm in some group chats <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um. Uh, no, nobody in this room. No, <laughs> nobody connected to Geek Bro. Sorry, that was a that was that uh, that team yeah, targeted. Well, fuck you too. That seemed targeted, but it wasn't. Um. But every group has a dumbass, and like, I'm sorry. There's just always one person. You're like you. You're the dumbass. Yeah. Like usually it's me. Um. But I think that. Uh, you know rose plays her role like she like yeah, for no. the, for the comedy uh for the purposes for- of comedy she plays you know r- that role it. well. It's
0: just she's she's just what grates me when I watch that
2: show. Yeah, so you're Dorothy. So I think that <laughs> yeah. for sure, hundred percent, nobody gets under her skin faster than Dor than uh than Rose. Like Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy <laughs> zingers. The ones that are really home runs are all directed at Rose. <laughs> so
3: wasn't um, there an episode where you learn that Rose is actually really smart? <laughs> that she's got like in like she's there's one where you learn she's
0: addicted it. to painkillers. And in other words, she might have AIDS. That's well, just funny. Those are just episodes. No, because I yeah, they were I
2: very, they were very one. active in the eighties.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I Look, lived in Miami too, and like you could yeah. tell from the decor of
3: that a, set. Not, I love not, that house. I not, want that, that house. A safe now. cheesecake
0: in Dade County when those ladies are. Around. Oh, my, oh god. my god! I
2: just and again, <laughs> okay. I think I don't, I don't remember who mentioned it, but traditionally the story um in sitcoms, there's always some kind of underlying like. um you know, cattiness or competitiveness between the female characters. It's another one of those Fuck ass things like in the same way that you guys have to undo toxic like masculinity that's mm-hmm. internalized women all, um for the most part the ones that those of us that choose to do it um you're gonna spend some time trying to undo that mean girl cat catty bullshit because it just it's it's stupid like that's just mm-hmm. a waste of time and, and i'm too lazy for that shit so anyway golden girls forever um uh, all does, four of them all four of them i couldn't pick and I will be watching them today right. as I fall asleep. So. Yeah. so
0: the number ones were JD and Turk twice, Sean and Gus and the golden girls. Uh, so now as we get to the final mountain, we actually have five repeats. Uh, we've got uh, Leslie and Ann, um, Jack and Karen, David and Stevie, JD and Turk, Sean and Gus. So what we tend to do here is assign point values. If they were a number four, they get one point. So on mm-hmm. and so forth. The Number one is four points. So based on those point values, what I have is JD and Turk have three votes. So they're number one with a bullet. Hell yes. Yes. And then we get to Sean and Gus have six points out of their two votes since they had a number one. David and Stevie have five points. Yay. And uh, Jack and Karen have four points, just edging out um, Leslie and Ann, who only had two points since they were both number four picks. So the final mountain for TV friendships is JD and Turk from Scrubs, Sean and Gus from Psych, David and Stevie from shitts Creek, and Jack and Karen from Willow Grace. Two and two. I like it. This is I like good. It.
3: Yeah, I, I I scored two. I think this was a fair mountain. This. Yes. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. we've we've
0: we've got a. Well, I say we've got a little bit of everything, but what we have is two interracial male friendships, <laughs> and well, I take it, and then we have two where one of them is gay and one of them is like an outcast woman. But hey, whatever, right? That's how it goes. We yeah. a theme. <laughs> I think we did a theme.
2: <laughs> there yeah. is a theme. <laughs> We figured out to,
0: what makes good friends, guys. A, lo- yeah. a lot if to any unpack. Any producers out there, uh, just know that you,
1: you need a gay friend and a non-gay friend, or a black and a white. Definitely. Yeah, or a black and a white guy.
0: <laughs> that's that's how it works. So, thank you guys for listening to us so much today. If you're listening to the audio, make sure that you check us out. We're Mondays nine Eastern, eight Central. Uh, make sure that you tune into the Geek Bro Network. We got a lot of podcasts going on right now. Yep. I will be on at this time tomorrow doing Shiver, where we will be doing a deep dive into the Conjuring. If you are listening live, you can check us out tomorrow night. Uh, Mike and Missy are now doing kick flicks. Is that that's correct? Right, kick kicks. flicks. And you kick did side flicks. your last episode of Sidekicks. What do you guys have coming up next?
3: We have oh yeah, we so we're going to be trying to do two two an episode where two a week. Uh, we have Ong Bak which oh, is the Muay Tony Thai ja. Tony Jaw special. Yeah, real ass kickery uh, Muay Thai style Jackie Chan influence. And then we have Blind Fury, oh. which I am lamenting. I don't want to watch that thing. <laughs> it's
0: not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's not good.
3: This is one of those that that it's like one for you, one for me. There we okay, go one for you. I'm going to watch Ong Bok. I love it. The stunts, the action. And then uh, you're going to make me watch Blind Fury because of the <laughs> joke. <laughs> what it, what am I supposed to
2: walk, have watched these by? Uh, or a date because I I haven't watched neither of these ever. Stay
3: tuned to our social medias.
0: There we go. So check out our social media. You can find everything you need at geekbro.net. You can find a link to all of our podcasts like Kickflicks, Shiver, Childlike at Best, um, A Dose of Ellie, and then of course What's Up Bro um, with uh, Neary Signs who's normally on here with us and is not today. He's off doing his comedy thing. So check us out at geekbro.net. You can find all that. Alex, you got anything going on you want to tell everybody about uh currently
1: unemployed shout out <laughs>
0: um, yeah so if, uh, if
1: there's anybody who works in sports or uh, wants to give me a job that would be fantastic i'm totally qualified i have two degrees and i have plenty of professional experience um that doesn't mean anything in this world today so if you just like to give a kid <laughs> oh, who's got nothing thought, i mean uh, look I, i'm fully aware that you know you have to continue to grow and that's what i'm trying to do right now um, I, I don't know if I, you I'm, know
3: this, Alex. Uh, Fox uh, Sports and NBC Sports and ESPN—all regular watchers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: That's the they five people that are watching.
3: Yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was—I had this whole joke planned out. I was really—I was really hoping. You no, I assume no one told me that Neri wasn't going to be on today. <laughs> my first joke was going to be, uh, you know, when I brought this up, like, what are you doing? I was going to be like, well, I know Mickey Erickson, the owner of the Heat, is watching. So, <laughs> uh, you,
3: yeah, yeah. you know, but,
1: um, so I, you know I'm, I'm in between jobs right now, just having a good time, living life. But uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, my Instagram handle is uh, they call me Lang. Um, I'm Bama Lang on Twitter. Uh, I tweet a lot about sports um, annoyingly. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, a Giants fan. Uh, I like Duke basketball and Alabama football. So God, I he's have, lucky uh, that he's so personable.
3: Yes, uh, yeah, I, his fandoms are, the, are, the, are dog give shit. Give
1: all the hate you want because um, I'm <laughs> not a slug runner. I've been a Duke fan since I was in third grade. I have two degrees from the University of Alabama so I will smack you in the face
0: uh, with (laughs) knowledge. (laughs) He knows his shit. He absolutely does. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to see you around for some of our other podcasts. Make sure you check all of our social medias. Um, All of our handles are here listed. Um, And like I said, head to geekbro.net if you need to know anything about any other podcasts we're doing. We hope that you show up for the others. If not, we'll be back doing Geek
3: More next week. And remember to tell your friends that you love them. Tell your friends that you love them. Love your friends. And look, not if you,
2: have, I, if you struggle with that, just work on it.
0: Yeah, and look, and, and, <laughs> and not to bring it down because just absolutely a celebration of life. The world did lose a very shining star. My friend Ross Norton last week, um, and he, it was, it's, a, it's a stark reminder of the fact that, that you don't know that they're going to be there tomorrow to tell them that you love them. So make Same sure that thing. you take that opportunity. Tell your friends that you love them every time you can. We love each and every one of you guys who listen, so thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful night.
3: Peace out. Bye. We're ending the broadcast.
2: (laughs) He likes to do this.